welcome to uh, the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Chaba. I'm Hino. I'm Cheesy. And we also have a special guest. Ardita or Ardi. Today's uh, topic is going to be working without roadmaps. When you hear the word roadmap, what comes to your mind? It's those big Microsoft projects that have a long list of timelines and on the top is months, like several months. And then on the side is a list of things to do. And then you track those and you expect that everything that you planned a year or two years ahead is going to happen. What's wrong with roadmaps, if anything wrong with them in the first place? Uh, Artie actually hinted at it, the planned aspect of it. Uh, roadmaps oftentimes span a long time, sometimes over a year. And a whole bunch of the things that need to happen or the milestones that are placed along that roadmap are planned for. And the expectation is that when you follow that particular plan, then everything will be perfect. To give you an example, let's say we're in Toronto right now, everyone here. If you take a road trip to, let's say, Los Angeles, uh, totally the other side of, uh, of the continent and a little bit further down south, uh, we can we can plan every stop along the way and we, we can get there. But at the same time, uh, we need to be aware that there might be roadblocks along the way, that there might be like a bridge that is not open. There might be uh, a stop along the way that we would like to take that we don't know yet of, but we see some... Uh, some posters uh, when we when we stop over in a small village, we see some posters of an event that is going on that suddenly we're interested in and we want to participate in. Well, those are changes that are not on the roadmap and those are things that oftentimes uh, are prevented from being possible by having a long, uh, detailed roadmap that is given to the, to the team. Uh, when we work in big organizations, one of the big uh, questions is certainty. How do we deal with certainty and uncertainty, especially when we talk about what, what Hino described? How do we marry these two or, or what, what can we do in this case? The, the fact is, is that the larger the effort and the longer the duration, the less certainty that we have, uh, the less certainty that we're actually going to be able to deliver it as we think the less certainty that we have that we're actually even delivering the right thing because the feedback loop that in other words, the amount of time it takes from us coming up with the idea until we learn or validate that it actually was the right idea becomes very, very long. And so, so if you want to have certainty or if you want to start to try to drive more towards certainty, you got to tighten up those feedback loops, make them much faster instead of having really long roadmaps like this, uh, approach it from a different perspective where instead of saying, here's everything that my customer wants, say, I'm not sure what my customer wants, but let me create these fast feedback loops to help me discover what's best for them. I, I want to continue a little bit on what Hino started with that trip to Los Angeles. I'm going to go to San Diego because I like San Diego better. There are different ways on how we, and when I say we, I'm looking from the business and product management point of view uh, on how we deal with delivery team and how we bring what we want to do to delivery teams. So one way is to say, hey, we're going to San Diego and you are going to turn left here, turn right here and, um, and say to them, you're going to follow these and that's it. Uh, those are the kind of the roadmaps that I am worried about. And and those are the kind of roadmaps that definitely don't count for 
uncertainty and don't count for what might happen on the road. Uh, what if there is a roadblock or what if there is a construction or what if um, the weather is bad and I cannot continue any further? Or, or what if I run out of gas and I need to stop? So all of these are uncertainties that a plan like that, a direction like that doesn't help with. I am not against uh, going to the teams with a sense of, hey, we need to get to San Diego and then allow the team allow all the people that you have in the team to figure out how to get there, what would be the best way to get there, the most economical solution, the faster, understand the boundaries that the team is dealing with. Well, probably we have limitations in budget. Probably we have some fixed deadlines that we probably uh, need to meet, not fictitious deadline, but maybe some that we really need to meet. Um, maybe we want to use a certain technology that the team doesn't know yet. So all of these are things that now become a common problem to solve. And instead of creating a roadmap, they, they emerge organically with a team. I mean, there's a reason why you have a team, right? They, they come there with, um, with expertise and they come there to work with you. And with you, I mean the product manager to solve this together. Um, maybe flying is a better thing, is a better way to get there. Maybe it's not driving, right? So um, I prefer to remove the uncertainties by involving the team when you decide the solution, when you decide the approach to take, and then by traveling together, like literally traveling together, you are also in a place where any uncertain thing, any surprises that come along the way, you solve them because now you have grown together toward those, right? It's not some only one person that has the understanding in their mind. It is the whole team that has traveled together to there. And, and it's easier to solve. It's easier even to pivot if needed, right? It's not just about solving it. Sometimes it's, you know what, this is not a good thing. Maybe we need to go to Los Angeles where Hino said. Uh, it's about setting a direction and then working in small steps that in fancy terms we call hypotheses and experimentations, but it's about setting a direction and then emerging the solution together. So when the team is embarking on this on this um, uh, journey on building the product, where does continuous delivery come in? Ardi actually gave gave a part of the answer by uh, by explaining that there is a certain direction and the the squad needs to be entirely uh, or the team needs to be entirely aware of what that direction is. Sometimes you need to have a couple of hypotheses along the way and you don't really know what the answer is to that that hypothesis. The the answers to that that hypothesis will, will actually uh, help the uh, the team realize where they need to go to get to achieve that particular objective, to achieve that goal, to get closer uh, in the direction that uh, that is set out there. And uh, continuous delivery actually helps with using the actual target audience for your service, for your application, to ensure that those hypotheses uh, are validated or actually disproven. So uh, so you can continue, you, you learn faster, you get that feedback loop that Jesus was talking about, and you learn faster, and you move faster in uh, the direction that you need to as a result. The primary purpose of continuous delivery, from my perspective, is to rapidly and continuously deliver product for our customer, 
so that we can continue to learn from that. And so, uh, so, so much of what we do is really designed around, first of all, helping the product uh, folks validate or invalidate those hypotheses that they're coming up with and to collect the type of data that we need in order to learn as rapidly as we possibly can. And the, the learning that we're looking for is learning that validates that we're on the right path, the right road using the map concept, and validate that we're achieving the outcomes that the business is trying to achieve. When we are talking about roadmaps, all the roadmaps that we've talked about, that Ardita was talking about in the beginning that I referred to as well, they're oftentimes not documented as roadmaps. They're documented as roads. There is one starting point, there is one uh, end point, and there is only one road in the middle. That's not a map. When you when you think about a real map, a real map has a variety of roads, has a whole bunch of different roads. And when whether it's San Diego or Los Angeles, it doesn't really matter. But you, when you go from the west east coast of a uh, of the North America to the West Coast of North America, there's a variety of ways that you can go there. Uh, you can go first down south and then then cross the continent, or you can cross the continent first and then go south. I have no problems with having a roadmap available that says, you know what, this is your endpoint, and those are various things along the way that you might or might not want to visit, hypotheses that you need to get an answer to, or that might be valuable in your discovery of getting closest or best to this uh, to this end result. Uh, I have no problems with that, but I do have a problem with the road, the singular road that you cannot deviate from, uh, because otherwise you're not delivering according to the roadmap. So sometimes we don't know even what the problem is. So um, I'm going to bring, um, it's the story of a um, rich guy in UK that said, I'm going to offer a lot of money for someone that creates an airplane that is human powered and can uh, fly an infinity shape. So for years, a lot of people were trying to build such airplane. And what they were doing was they were building something that was taking probably some time. And then after that, six months, a year, whatever, they would get out, they would test it, and they would say, oh, it crashed. Okay, now let's go back inside the garage and let's figure out how to do better next time. And then is another guy. Uh, he came into the picture and he said, I think the problem is that we don't know how to build something very quick because what's going on right now, it's taking forever to build something for us to learn what is the problem so we can go back and fix it. So what he did, he figured out how to build an airplane or a vehicle that was easy and quick to build. He was very quick to create an airplane that was done by very, very light materials. And with that, he could build that like in, in a couple of hours. And then he could run an experiment, try it, and then very quickly take that feedback and come back and build it. So with that, just by solving that problem, he was able to learn, he was able to solve, he was able to achieve that goal just because he looked at the problem differently. And I think this is where the whole concept of continuous delivery comes for product and for business, right? 
if product and business wants to learn something quick, wants to learn what customers really, really want, not what they say in papers when you offer them um, Tim Hortons cards for surveys, but what they really pay for or buy on your uh, on your website, those are the real learnings and those are the ones that the business really, really needs and benefits from because now, based on that, you can make a decision on how to continue, what to adjust. So I think that's why continuous delivery and everything that the technical teams uh, bring when they uh, create these fast pipelines they all they do is they allow business to run these experiments quickly, to learn quickly, and to get ahead of the competition. If somebody's listening to this uh, and uh, and and they they see that their leadership is asking for a very detailed roadmap, and and sometimes these roadmaps or sometimes these these sometimes evolving into project plans are depending whether they can get funding. So, given these realities, what would be your advice? Well, I think uh, some of what we're seeing uh, in the industry right now is a, a shift toward outcomes. So in other words, where up front, we don't specify this very specific route. That's just to go back to the map metaphor. I would recommend starting to move toward outcomes, move toward uh, a place where you could say, we want to, we want to accomplish X. Here's the outcome that we want to see. The outcome is we want to acquire more customers or the outcome is that we want to reduce uh, uh, the number of customers who go to our competitors, whatever it might be. Focus on, on that outcome. We want to improve or shorten the amount of time it takes customers to perform X you know, inside of our system. So focus on outcomes instead of very specific projects. Basically, what you're saying is try to get rid of the scope conversation, uh, not, not about what is it that we're delivering to achieve that outcome. Take those away from the, from the roadmap, but make the roadmap an outcome roadmap. What are the different steps that you need to go through uh, logically to get to that particular, uh, or what is the strategy, if you will, that you envision right now to get to that particular outcome in the end, and there might be sub outcomes along the way. And if you um, define your roadmap as the outcomes, then you still have ways to maneuver uh, and to uh, to achieve those uh, those things. Well, sometimes you might have leaders that are not too happy with only with what you offered. They still say, "No, no, I want more. I want more certainty. I want certain numbers. I want more of that." As a product owner you can get a 75 to 80% tolerance estimation with your teams in a high level with a certain approach on how you're going to work when you are forced like that. And I think that might give you even a little bit more credibility because uh, you might be presenting something that you have thought a little bit further with a team. If you would recommend to our, to our listeners a book, an article, Anything that that they could they could further their their learning about about uh, uh, working without roadmaps about experimentation about about anything that we talk today. What would you guys recommend? For me, the the book that I really like is the book that started a lot of these ideas, The Lean Startup. So if you're getting started, I think there's a lot of value there in this notion of building hypothesis and running the experiments to validate them. 
Yeah, I can um, I can probably offer a couple. Uh, is Melissa Perry, The Building Trap. It, it's a very good book that um, talks about how you are not there just to build, 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 but you are there also to think things through and to uh, improve. Uh, it's also the new book from David Bland and Alex Hostewalder, um, the, the, on a business models, uh, building, um, uh, rebuilding business models. Um, also really good book that helps you even from the strategic point of view on how to review your business models and, um, how to decide on the experiments and hypothesis. I wrote a little tiny book myself that is specifically around this topic, and it's called Powerful Roadmaps. Um, it's a little booklet that it's available on uh, on, on uh, LeanPub. You can go there and get get some, hopefully, get some value from it. It's about sixty seventy pages, but it really talks about how to use a process of um, risk identification or risk mitigation as the basis for your roadmap and. Um, and a lot of those ideas come from uh, from the first book that uh, Cheesy has mentioned as well, which is Lean Startup. Thank you, guys. This concludes today's continuous delivery podcast. Thank you very much, Ardita, for uh, for your uh, participation and your contribution. This was awesome. Thank you, uh, Hino and Cheesy.